watching the paper, reading the paper. I have time to read it. Nothing much else to do there. So uh, there's two, two articles that came through just the, yesterday and today. Uh, one was, what's, what's the, what are the rules about hugging people? This is in the New York Times. The New York Times wants to give us instructions as to hugging. And you know they had, because, because of the doggone virus, they had to give about eight different things for hugging. When you hug, you may take off your mask, but you must hug the person while looking away from them. When you hug, it must be brief. There may be no intentional grabbing, you know, all these and all these little extra tips, you know. And I'm thinking, is this going to work? You walk up to somebody, you haven't seen them in a long time, and you hug them. Are you going to say, wait a minute, I'm going to turn my head this way, I, I, I'll, I'll reach out my left elbow, but that's the way we've learned to think now. We're hugging a verse. We're touch a verse. And, and by them giving me those rules, I realize it's going to be a while before we get back to the way we were. Uh, especially in this fellowship right here. But no matter where you are outside, I've been at a lot of events here in the last few days, and it's all this way, it's all that way, you know, it's a nothing, no touch, no such. Uh, and that was the first one. The second one, even worse, was when can we go back to singing with other people? And this... I mean, you know, when you say you're preaching to the choir at St. Peter's, the, the church is the choir, but then the choir is also the choir. And they are telling me left and right they wish they were up here and not me, that the whole choir needs to be here doing what they do. So it's going to, again, it says, you can, you can guess what they're going to say, social, physical distance. And then they have a, a test that was made where they had somebody inhale uh, vape smoke and then sing. And how far did that smoke go, you know? And uh, it went quite a ways, by the way. Uh, so you have to watch it when you're singing because you push out that air a little differently when you sing. When can the choir practice again? Yes, the choir is all asking. I know you're asking over there at home. I don't know. I can't tell you the answer. I think you can continue to practice at home. I know you can. Just sing all the songs you already know. And when we get back together, we're going to put some new ones in. And some people will be in the back corner, others in the front corner. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. It just lets me know this, that what we miss in life is human contact, is human relationship is touching base with people in person. Uh, when people come into a church, they expect to be not treated as an outcast, but treated as part of the family. And what happens in any church is where do you go? You go to your seat. Your seat is in row three at that edge. And your name is Annette Evanson. Your seat is in row four on that edge. Your name is Darian Hines, you know, so people have their seats. Uh, and as I always say, when we're crowded here and a big crowd comes and people can't get into their normal seats, they get, they get a little irritated. Who's that sitting in my seat? 
like, like they paid for it, you know? It's not the way it works. We all in one fellowship, but we know where we fit in the family. And that, that is the point of the message tonight from Ephesians and from St. Paul. When St. Paul, in his, his uh, letter to the Corinthians, rather, says at the end, he gives instructions to them. And he says, do this, do that, and greet one another with a holy kiss. He doesn't say it as, you know, if you get a chance, shake hands with the guy next to you. He says, do this, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, a holy kiss is not an air kiss, I don't think. I don't know. I don't, we, don't, we weren't there at that time. I don't think it's like that. I think it's a real thing. Yeah, today we have to wave at him. But let, let's just look at this seriously. He says that fellowship matters. That's the fellowship, the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. It manifests itself in the fact that you do see everyone in that room everyone online right now as a brother and as a sister. And what that does in a time of pandemic, in a time of deep structural uh, dis dis dissonance in our society is tell us this. I, by nature of my call as a child of God, know that those other folks are my brothers and my sisters that we literally are in Christ one family. And I've always preached it off of this simple message. Say blood is thicker than water. In the church, water is thicker than blood. <laughs> and wa the water of baptism in the blood of Christ for you binds us together in such a way that no force can separate us. The wall of division has been broken down. The wall of division between us and others has been broken down, and in Christ we are one unit. Cross all those boundaries. And I have to listen as one brother with my experience to what someone else's experience is. I have to listen and fight for that brother or sister the same way they would fight for me. I have to care for them when they're down and out because I want because they will care for me when I'm down and out it's just that powerful that the body of Christ because it is the body of the one who taught and lived and died and rose in just that way who is Jesus is exactly the same there for others there to provide love there to provide a word of encouragement come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest said Jesus and that's what church is meant to be. How desperately we miss one another can be recognized from my perspective by the texts I get, by the emails I get, by the conversations I have on the phone with you. And they say, when can we get back together? I miss everybody. And I'm, I'm on that. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. And so the fellowship we have, which is spiritual or virtual, it wants to be physical and real, right? But we're not going to do that so we put anybody at risk. What we may not do is make someone's health worse by bringing them back here. So I'm, I'm okay with the way we are, but it hurts to be the way we are. I'm okay with, the, with saying I can love you with the love of the Lord from a thousand miles away, but I'd rather you were right here in row three, you know, 
I will say another thing, which is a beautiful thing. I have found through this experience that when you're part of this fellowship, it's almost like a lifetime membership. <laughs> because a lot of the people who watch, and I could name you all off here, you are people that left this neighborhood in 1993 or 2001 or some other time along the way, and it doesn't matter. You still say, I love this place. I love, I love the songs. I love the prayers. I love the people. And so when we add to that with your friends, other friends, other people who've never been in here at all uh, and never may make their way to Brooklyn, all it tells me is that God is doing something. God is doing something right now. And he's saying that the power of the Spirit can work through a Mevo camera. This was not part of my belief system, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the power of the Holy Spirit can work through that camera and through this microphone, and that God can transmit love in that way. Why not, right? It's a, it's a human thing. So when God is telling us here to remain in fellowship through it all, and someday to come back and actually have Holy Communion, uh, he's good on that promise. It will happen. We're going to sing a communion song tonight, and I had purposefully never done that in this whole three-month thing, but I'm doing it tonight just as a trial because it's one of our favorite songs, and it's called One Bread, One Body. Are we one bread, one body? We are. Usually we express that by coming up here and receiving the Lord's Supper. Tonight we're just going to sing it. And it'll tell you that we cross all those barriers as one family. So one bread, one body. <laughs> 